Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bernie Kosar, former NFL quarterback. He's a legendary Cleveland Brown. He's got a new book, Learning to Scramble. He's going to be doing a book signing on October 18th at Barnes & Noble. In Crocker Park, it's 7 to 9 in Westlake, Ohio, if you're around that area and you love the Browns and you love Bernie Kozar. Other events and signings will be posted on his website, BernieKozar19.com, and also check his Facebook page. Bernie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for the wake-up call with the old hockey clip there. <laughs> I know. That guy just stinks. <laughs> that guy just hey, yells. passion. Uh, he yells he way too much. He has passion for his craft. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Just dial it back. Bernie had passion for his craft. Yeah, of course he did. He used to scream and yell. He didn't sound that annoying, but yeah, he definitely, uh, he definitely had that, passion. That, that depends on your perspective, what right. wide receiver or her uh, or um, running back you had been talking to at the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember some of your wide receivers. I think at the end of your career, it was like Slaughter was there and Reggie Langham or something like that. Am I correct? Uh, your no. your English sounds a little bit like mine, but it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Reggie, Lang, Reggie Langhorn. Langhorn, um, yes. Uh, Brian Brennan, of course, Webster Slaughter. Webster Slaughter. Yeah, I was close. Eddie Brown from the U. It, yep. I've been blessed. I've been blessed to play with some fantastic players. Cool. Now, before we get to the book, I want to ask you about one of my colleagues over at CBS Sports, and that's Gary Danielson. He was the starting quarterback when you were drafted. Give me some dirt on him, man. I really wish I could give you dirt. If you read the book, and again, this is not a shameless plug for for the book, but Gary um, is in it quite a bit, and his influence on me, his his mentorship and leadership. I don't want to make him feel old because in high school and junior high, I would watch Gary play for the Detroit lions. So when I came to Cleveland in 1985 and Ernie Acorsi and Art Modell made the trade to get Gary to kind of um, transition me from college to pros, we ended up becoming best friends, roommates. It's really like my big brother. And yeah, Brian, I was going to wait a little bit into the interview that kind of gave you some, some flack about you working with with Gary Danielson, but you know as good as me what an honor it is and what a genius he is in terms of football. Well, the interview's over now since you had nothing negative to say about it, man. Thanks for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. If you're a Browns fan, you got to buy this book because it's the last time anything positive happened with that organization, (laughs) so you want to go back and and, and read this. You know, this is just such a shame, and I've said this on, on this show many times. Those fans out there are some of the best fans in sports, and they show up every single week, and it just doesn't seem like they're there's any sort of progress being made. And I thought that we'd see some this year, quite honestly, in the in the second year of Hugh Jackson. And the performance I saw on Sunday when they traveled to, to Houston, I mean, Kevin Hogan was – it was an atrocity how bad he was in that game. The team is just stuck in neutral, and it doesn't seem like it's getting better. When will it ever get better? Well, I don't want to sound like a, a quarterback apologist or taking care of, taking care of guys who are the QBs, but – quarterbacks i use this phrase a lot were victims or beneficiaries 
of the guys around us. You know, we just mentioned early in the segment about some of the fantastic guys I played with. You know, you, there's a direct correlation to a quarterback in success and a quarterback in stats, good stats, and a quarterback in, in wins um, with good players, just like when you don't have guys making plays around you. So I know the quarterback's the focal point. Of course you want to get that handled and it does not appear like it's in stable shape just yet here in Cleveland. But also just as big a issue, if not more, is if guys around the quarterback, the receivers, the playmakers, haven't really been um, making these plays. And if you look close at the film, uh, Kevin Hogan didn't have a lot of options of guys running wide open and sent like, oh, my God, he missed them. Um, guys are covered pretty close in the game, and that's, that's disheartening when you're struggling. Bernie Kozar joining us here to talk about his book, Learning to Scramble. And uh, it says on your website, the majority of the problems you experienced were after your stellar career was over with. How did all the success and the, some ups, up and downs there in, in, at the pro level and throughout your football career, how did that help off the field with the problems you experienced later in life? Well, right, that's a great question huh. because I think football gets you ready for just about anything. And I'm not trying to say, oh, back when I played or the game was tougher than it is today. It's it's definitely a physical, tough game, especially today. But the inside drills, the uh, seven weeks of, of uh, training camp, five, six uh, preseason games, um, the amount of contact hitting and padded practice, the, the multiple days in a row of two-a-day to three-a-day practices, that really, really broke you down from a physical standpoint. And I think it was good for me in my life because it gave me a discipline, a structure, a, an ability to handle adversity, to, to handle things that aren't pleasant to do, and never stop, always move forward, um, never quitting, always getting back up. I, I talk about it in the book. I'm very proud of um, uh, and I don't maybe don't recommend this for kids driving to school today, but I never was carried off the field. I was never taken off on a stretcher. I came on the field with my own help, and I left with my own help. Now, with a couple broken ankles and broken legs and, and things of that nature, I'm not saying that was the smartest thing to do from a long-term quality of life perspective, but in terms of winning football games and showing my teammates that I belong and that I could make plays and I could be a leader of this team and you know, I'm not going to be denied trying to win the game. I really think I played with a lot of guys that ended up ultimately respecting my commitment to them and to that huddle and to winning that game in that locker room. Gio and Jones with the great Bernie Kozar across the country on CBS Sports Radio. What made you want to write this book? Well, I mean, trending sadly into my early 50s, still my brain thinks I'm that 20-something-year-old quarterback. And it was somewhat therapeutic to me. You know, I've watched so many guys. Uh, I think all of us have now seen the ESPN 3030s with um, the U and, and the, the one broke. And, uh, there's just so many good things out there. And this story is a reoccurring theme. And sometimes when you're going through it, you think you're the only one that this is happening to. Or and you kind of feel on an island. You're not really sure who to turn to. Um, it's easier to talk about your successes in life than it is your, your challenges your, or your obstacles. And there's so many guys my age to older, there's so many kids coming up that for other people to experience the story and, and 
realized, hey, it's not easy, just like it's not easy playing in the league. Um, sometimes it's not easy handling relationships and handling your money and trying to make people happy. I mean, one of the main uh, issues that kind of hurt me from a financial standpoint was I, I was just so proud to to be playing, be a professional football player. So proud to be playing in those playoff games and and national championship games and Super Bowls and playoffs, uh, division championships. It was so much fun. I wanted and you know, growing up in a not a Section Eight housing area, but a lower demographic manufacturing steelworker town without many jobs when the mills closed. I was just so blessed and happy. I wanted the people around me, my family and friends, to uh, experience that type of happiness and that type of fun. And they kept saying, hey, it's, if I had money, if I got the money, then I'd be happy, and then I could do stuff with it. Well, I tried to grant their wishes, and I found out somewhat the slow or the hard way that um, sometimes you just can't buy your happiness. You have to explore it and find it yourself. Yeah, Brian's got a bunch of moochers in his life, too, so he knows exactly what you're talking about. If I could only be so lucky to have people asking me for money, it's been the other way no, around no, no. my whole life. No, I learned how to say – I learned until how to, you hand. Go ahead, Bernie. That's, that's until you hand off the money. Then they're not happy. Yeah. Yeah, I learned how to say no. Uh, I don't even answer the phone these days. Uh, now, you, you mentioned that you're hoping this book is a resource for others out there who may be experiencing what you've gone through who did you lean on or what did you lean on when you were going through what you uh, had to deal with? Well, I've had some really good close friends, and we started out talking about basically my big brother and, and Gary Danielson. Um, he's been a, a lifelong friend on and off the field, on and in and out of the locker room. There's been guys like that. There's been some, some business people and some um, men up here in the, the Ohio area. The University of Miami, we talk about some the U and the real family bonding tradition that we've created there. I'm very proud to still be a trustee at the U and we actually have our meetings this week and I think we were just voted up to number eight in the country uh, in the polls again. So, so Mark Rick's doing a fantastic job, but some of those core people within the football community and the people that you kind of grew up with um, on the field uh, turned out to be some of my lifelong friends and, and guys that you were able to really turn to at any point, at any time, good or bad, and they were always there for me. Do you think that the Browns' recent ineptitude has helped your popularity? <laughs> I don't know if it's recent. I think it's the movie Groundhog Day. Well, you know what I'm saying. In the last – the fact that when they think of you, it's like the last time they they had good teams, it feels like. You know, whereas that's an, that's an interesting point and, and uh, way of looking at. It. I'm a wannabe a psychologist, <laughs> um, and that type of that type of mindset. Um, ironically, I was just sent out the bench last night, um, and guys are saying basically just that. That um, you know, it's it's part of it was you know I think I played good, mm-hmm. but and I played tough, but also I think it, it does bring us back to a time when Cleveland was one of the top few teams in the league and. Whether we won it or not, we were always in it uh, to the at the top level for quite a few years in a row. And I, I think you're astutely correct that that's um, something that kind of crosses through people's minds. I'm proud of that. 
Well, uh, you just mentioned the U, and uh, I can't stand the damn U. My last college game was against the U when they were the U, and I think they've returned to being the U uh, this year with, with Mark Rick and the way they're winning ball games. I, I think Syracuse will be another tough one for them uh, this weekend, but they can handle it if they get that secondary together. Your book, Learning to Scramble, What is there uh, a, a certain passage or a certain chapter in this book that you think ideally would – serve as uh, a helpful tool for those current players down there to you? Yeah, and one of the main ones is never quit, always going forward. And I think I've Howard Snellenberger, um, University of Miami, 1983, when we won the national championship, a disciple of Bear Bryant, Don Shula, um, he, used to, he used to say to our um, – to our team, you know, and we find this as, as people today and for the listeners out there, we're worried about what we're going to do in five hours. We're going to worry about what's happening next week, this weekend. We're obsessing on the past. Coach Snellenberg used to harp on us to maximize today. Maximize today, and tomorrow will be, may give you a better chance to take care of tomorrow. If you worry about tomorrow, you're not going to do as good today tomorrow's going to be could be an issue and that was something that kind of resonated with me and then the with coach johnson came in the next year and jimmy johnson used to say before every game somehow some way figure out a way to get it done and i took that to another level of whether it's on the field and like learning to scramble of somehow some way on or off the field it's really our responsibility and we're conditioned and taught as football players to figure out a way to get things done seems pretty simple but it's been something that's been really helpful for my life how are you doing by the way i know that you've been open about the concussions you've suffered in in your career and that's always a big talking point in today's nfl and i know that you've sought treatment on it and you've been outspoken about it so where are you with that portion of your life right now i've I've been super blessed you know us, us us as athletes um with the brain trauma and the CTE and the concussions, it's kind of a new technology, a new science, a new medicines that we're still evolving and learning from. There hasn't been many treatments in the past for this. There's been diagnoses and things of that nature, but not much that really helps you. Uh, I've been blessed. I've been kind of on a personal guinea pig crusade to try more holistic approaches to uh, nutrition and building up of your immune system and building up of your insides um, to help fight off some of the um, ramifications and costs that come with uh, some of these injuries because it's a slow kind of debilitating issue and I've I'm not sure it's right for everybody but I know this kind of holistic approach that I've used here in, South, in Florida and here in Cleveland, which which is fantastic doctor, Dr. Todd Pisek. Um, he's got a, instead of just doing surgeries and prescriptions and physical therapy, he tries to have alternative ways of getting you healthy from a more holistic, natural perspective. And it's been fun, it's been phenomenal for me. Check out Bernie's book, Learning to Scramble. It is available now. You can get it directly from BernieCozar19.com. If you're in the Westlake, Ohio area, he will be a, doing a book signing on the 18th, which is tomorrow at the Barnes & Noble in Crocker Park. Check out his Facebook page. Uh, seems like a really, really interesting story from one of Cleveland's greatest athletes. Bernie, thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. 
Great, guys. Have a great day. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.